0: You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's no huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's talk Bills football with Jay Skurski from the Buffalo News. Jay, thanks for taking the time. From a distance, it seems pretty clear that the Bills would like to move on from Tyrod Taylor, but given all their uncertainty under center, do you think there's a likely scenario in which Taylor stays with the team?
1: I mean, I do think that there's a possibility of that, but I think if uh, Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott, uh, you know, are able to execute what they want to have happen, that they would ideally trade him. I think a lot of what we're hearing about Tyrod Taylor right now is the team trying to position themselves to drum up some sort of interest in the trade market. Uh, I, I still don't think that Tyrod Taylor will be back as the team starter in 2018. Uh, despite you know what you're hearing right now uh, coming out of the combine, and that's Sean McDermott saying that he's not, it's not in our plans to cut him right now. But if you listen closely to all of those answers about Tyrod Taylor, there are a lot of qualifiers in terms of where it's like right now and at this time and uh, at the moment he's on our roster. So I still, I still do believe that eventually um, before 2018 that this team will move on from Tyrod Taylor.
2: Jay, do you see the team going out to grab a quarterback in free agency or even in the draft? I know that's what the 21st and 26th pick. Or do they stick with Nathan Peterman to see if they can give him an opportunity to compete for the job?
1: Yeah, well, yeah. Nathan Peterman is, you know, is obviously under contract, and, and everyone. Uh, you know, kind of remembers that disastrous first start that he had last year, but he is still very much a mix, you know, a part of the mix here at quarterback uh, in Buffalo. And, and I'm not saying that he's definitely going to start next year, but I think he is uh, going to be given a fair opportunity to win that job. And, and to answer the first part of the question, I, I think it's going to be a combination of both. I, I do expect uh, that this team uh, is going to try uh, to do everything in their power to, to draft a quarterback in the first round if they can identify uh, one that they believe you know can be the future of the franchise uh and i would also expect if they do move on from tyrod taylor that there would be uh, an interest in the free agent market i don't think that that would uh include players like kirk cousins uh you know just because of the money that he's going to command but but i do think you'd want a veteran presence of some sort in here uh to compete with peterman and, and maybe to lead that rookie uh if they are able to draft somebody in the first round
0: Talking Bills with Jay Skursky from the Buffalo News. Jay, how would you sum up year one on the sideline for Sean McDermott? The headline is the Bills, of course, going to the playoffs for the first time since 1999. But that Nathan Peterman debacle in L.A., certainly a major negative, almost cost the Bills a trip to the postseason.
1: It did, and, and you, you know you certainly can look at that as being maybe the biggest misstep or, or mistake uh, of Sean McDermott's first season, and, and I don't think you'd get a big argument from really anyone. Uh, but I will say that I thought that the way that Sean McDermott uh, both handled the decision uh, to make the move, uh, his reasoning for it, I, I thought was uh, was fair, and, and and he stood by, you know, and he owned up to it when it didn't work, and I think it was really important for the team that. that that their head coach was so upfront about, uh, you know, he he didn't double down on his mistake and say, no, we're sticking with Nathan Peterman. He went back to Taylor and, you know, it worked out for them. They did get into the playoffs. And and I think uh, because of the way that Sean McDermott handled that whole situation, he didn't lose the team. And and if anything, I think uh, some of the veteran players on the team earned some more respect for their head coach. So, yeah, you know, I mean, it was not perfect, uh, you know, a 9-7 and seven season rarely is, and, and, you know, for other franchises, making the playoffs and losing in the card round might not seem like that much of an accomplishment, but when you had the weight of a 17-year playoff drought hanging over your heads the way that the Bills did to end that and for that conversation to go away is absolutely, you know, in my mind, huge for the future of this franchise, and, and I think it's a, a, a tremendous credit to Sean McDermott and, and to Brandon Bean, their general manager.
2: Vontae Davis gets an opportunity to get a one year deal uh, with this defense. Coach Frazier had them playing lights out football over over in the not over, but in the beginning of the season. And then all of a sudden in the middle, they kind of had a lull. Uh, what do you see this team needs to do uh, to keep this defense stout and strong? Because that was the strongest portion of this team last year.
1: Right, yeah, and particularly in the secondary, they played really, really well. And, you know, the Davis signing is pretty interesting because, you know, they had a player at EJ Gaines last year who who performed well for them but dealt with you know some injury situations, missed five games. Well, you know Vontae Davis, 29 years old now, uh, has also dealt with some injuries the last couple of years. So that the Bills are making a, a fairly significant gamble here that Vontae Davis can, you know, number one stay healthy, and then number two, effectively replace, it, which is what he's going to do. EJ Gaines in that starting lineup. But I think when you look at where their needs are defensively, it's it's not so much in the secondary. I, I thought they were tremendous back there, with especially with their safety play, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. But they've got a lot of work to do in the front seven uh, defensively, particularly if Kyle Williams uh, decides that he wants to retire. Uh, after trading away Marcel Darius last year, they have a, a big needed defensive tackle. I think they'd like to get a little bit faster and, and more athletic at linebackers. So I think you know if they decide to, to stay put with the draft picks that they have and, and not move up um, you know, for a quarterback, then I, and then I definitely think the front seven defensively is a place that they're going to look to address. You know, both in free agency and early in the draft.
0: Jay, okay. based on the conversations you've had, why are the bills so high on Nathan Peterman? Cordell and I chatted with him last year at the combine in Indy. Mature young man. Much was made of the fact that he was married in college prior to graduating from Pitt or moving on from playing for the Panthers. Deep in the playbook, but obviously there are physical limitations. There's a reason why he was available in the fifth round.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm going to borrow uh, the phrase that Sean McDermott says. He he seems to have the DNA that they look for, and I think they like a lot of his intelligence when it comes to the field and being able to read defenses uh, to sort of anticipate throws, and that's something that Tyrod Taylor has sort of struggled with, I think, at times during his career and something that they wanted to see more of. I think that's one of the main reasons why they did make the switch uh, they like his accuracy with the ball. They do think he's got uh, a strong enough arm. Uh, you know, clearly, you know the way things went in that start for the Chargers. It's going to take a long time, if it ever is total, is is really erased from people's memories. But I, you know, I, as I alluded to earlier when we were talking, you know, you cannot give up on Nathan Peterman uh, in terms of being a factor in this quarterback competition, if that's indeed what the uh, you know the Bills end up having, and you know. To be fair to him, one game should not define his career, and, and you do have to hope for you know for his sake uh, that he, you know if he does get another chance to play, that he is able to put a better performance out there and, and sort of erase some of that uh, you know some of those bad memories and, and that bad taste that that start against LA uh, has left with so many people.
2: I know the team finally got to the postseason. We just mentioned that, and and, and that was one of those games to watch, right? Cincinnati and Baltimore, and I mean to see that be converted for a touchdown by the tight end and see this team go crazy in the locker room. You thought they may have either made it to the Super Bowl or won it, but that's when you don't get in the playoffs for a very, very long time. What does this team need to do in order to compete within a division considering New England is obviously, uh, the team to, to watch to be able to do that every single year in that division?
1: Oof, man, <laughs> you know if I had that answer, that would be—I'd probably be able to sell it to the Bills for quite a bit of money, or, or maybe the <laughs> Dolphins or the Jets too. You know, I mean, the, you know, let, let's face it—you know, when you're when you're playing in the AFC East, you're almost starting with an 0-2 record every season. You know, at, at best, maybe you're starting one and one because that's just the dominance that that Tom Brady and the Patriots have, have you know, exhibited over the—you know, not just the Bills, but maybe particularly for the against the Bills. I think Brady's got his best career numbers. Uh, against Buffalo and yeah it's it's a it's supremely difficult thing for this team uh, to continue you know to go up against uh, you know the, the big bad Patriots but yeah that's the challenge and, and that's what Sean McDermott signed up for and you know if you look at that second game against New England last year on Christmas Eve it was a very close game it was tied at halftime and you know a couple of plays early in the third quarter go against the Bills and, and you know before you know it it looks like it's a blowout it really wasn't you know they were in the game but you know, what do they have to do to compete with, uh, you know, the Patriots? I mean, you're not going to, in my mind, you're you're not going to ever match points, uh, you know, with Tom Brady. So, you know, particularly, I think that, you know, defensively, they're going to continue to try to pressure him. That's not a secret. That's what everybody does. But, At at some point, I think this team needs to, you know, sort of upgrade offensively at quarterback, and I think that's the challenge for them this offseason, and 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 that's why so much focus, uh, you know, has been paid on what's going to happen, not just with Tyrod Taylor, but how do they replace him? Is it through the draft? Do they make an aggressive move up into the top five? To get one of these quarterbacks who is you know perceived to be uh, you know an upper echelon potential franchise type of a player, or do they make a big splash in free agency and, and hope that you know that can and, and then use those draft assets to sort of rebuild you know the the offense and the defense? Because with four you know four picks in the first two rounds, they would be able to fill a lot of holes. So there's a couple of different avenues that the team can take uh, this off season to, to you know to try to, uh, as you mentioned there, get on that level with New England.
0: Okay, we appreciate the insights. Thanks for joining us again today on the NFL On TuneIn. Thanks, Remy. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell slash Stewart. Live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5 touchdowns. The National Football League is on. Tune in.